Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Bottle Talk Podcast. I am Fifi Lewis, and here is Aisha, and we are back with another episode with our special guest, Mr. Medi. Hey. hey, Medi, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How you guys doing? So we invited Medi on because we wanted to discuss all things marriage. Yeah. Interesting oh, topic. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? What, yeah, like we've been wanting to do an episode like this, but like kind of flopped in the past. But here we are. Yeah. And yeah, we're gonna make it happen. We wanted to speak about marriage from the perspective of you know a young Syrianian and like what's that like for you basically? Because like I don't know, like me and like Fiona, we've had like discussions and stuff, and we feel I feel like we kind of realized that yes, there are like young. Syrianians that are you know married but there's not there's not loads am I correct me if I'm wrong you know um not well I want to say married to Syrianians you know what <laughs> yeah, well, it yeah. was that married to Syrianians yeah it was also we have a lot of conversations about how it's kind of rare that we married couples as they grow older, I'm not talking about like old age ones, we're talking like our parents' generation. The more they grow, the more they're splitting, and it's kind of broken our small, small faith in Salon Man. <laughs> right, let's try, we need to try and change that. It's that real one. Sorry, it needs to try and change that. Oh, wow, problems. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. we just wanted to like kind of explore that. And it was good to be here to think a man who is serenian and is married to a serenian woman. So uh, cor- point of correction. I'm sorry, public apology. Point That's of okay. correction. Yeah. Nigerian. Nigerian. Yeah. I tried. I did try. <laughs> No, but, um, love, love, <laughs> love is love. No, we're good. No, we, have to, exactly. we definitely have to explore that. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's let's yeah, explore yeah. that without getting in your business. Um, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. It's open. But yeah, so like, so growing up, what was your like perception of marriage? And let's say you know back then, obviously not speaking about now, wife. Speaking yeah. about back then, like you know, yeah. how did you kind of perceive like? Serionian marriages? Um, you know what? So I've always grown up with marriage around me um, from Sierra Leone. So my granddad and grandma were married and the streets that we lived on, there were married couples in their houses and the way Sierra Leone was set up, you just have a house belonging to a family and it was a whole family set up. And in instances where it wasn't a husband and wife in that household, the reason for it just being one person that was always the case of someone I just passed on. So on my road, for example, on my house, I had my paternal granddad and my grandma, but literally right across the road, I had my um, maternal grandma and my granddad had passed on later on. So there was always married people around me who are older and the spin down from that would be their, their children, so my aunts and uncles who as they were getting older, I saw them getting married in various guises from big exhibition weddings to just um, 
small traditional marriages. Mm -hmm. And because my granddad was a chief as well, my house was always used as a hub for um, political business and just doing like all the traditional stuff. So for those people who didn't want to have like the big marriages, there was always something going on in our house and my granddad just had to act as as a figurehead for it. So I always saw marriage um, around me growing up and it's something that I always grew up with. Um, so I've always had it in the back of my mind that at some point I'm gonna get married. Yeah. Yeah. But like, okay, so you knew that at one point you was gonna get married, but like, what did you think of the marriages though? Do you, would you say that they, even though yes, they were married, but would you yeah. say that they were good examples? Would you say that because of that alone, that encouraged you to want to get married? Or did you just like the sound of it? Like, oh, I'm married. Uh, you know what it is? Um, especially with the way I've grown up. So I grew up uh, being the almost the youngest child to my granddad, if that makes sense. So the age gap between me and my uncles, for example, who sort of raised me is like 15 years. So I was always hanging around like a little brother, kind of just listening to conversation and picking things up from them. So from early, early on, I'm talking about probably one of that five or six, I saw the imperfections of people and relationships full stop. I know that there's gonna be love. I know there's gonna be arguments, there's gonna be fights. And again, because my granddad was a chief, there's always a case to be settled. Yeah. So there are certain times I'll come down and I'll just literally just sit there and I'll just be listening to this person has done this and that person has done that. And then they try and find peace um, to try and make things happen and move on. So yeah. I think I kind of, I grew up with my version of reality and that being that um, as people were not perfect anyway. So yeah. I didn't see, I didn't see marriage as something that was, um, Ooh, let's get married and just glorified and just painted with, with, a, with a pretty brush. I knew it was pretty, but I also knew that it come, it comes with a lot of work and it comes with headaches and it comes with all the other little things that it comes with. Yeah. But that did not stop me from, from wanting it. And I think growing up and getting older, one thing I can just come to realize is that as, um, as human beings, we like companionship. So as I got on, as I grew older, the idea of companionship and being with one person, and that's one thing that one of my um, late uncles always taught me is, is as say you are you know man, I let you guys forget about kuba man. They say if you always need to forget at least one woman when I passing that day, no matter what. And it's the same that I used to say like even the girls, you always need that one person in your life that will put you in check, tell you when you're right, when you're wrong. That's your that's your go-to person. Mm. And if you don't have that, you're never gonna be able to get a level of stability. Mm. So I okay. sort of molded myself around that. That makes sense. Yeah. Fee, yeah. what about you? What's your what's been your perception of marriage, like especially growing up? Uh, um my perception of marriage is people stay married. They stay, it becomes off as wanting, it starts off as wanting to be together. And I have seen it become just staying together. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. And yeah. I don't like that idea. Yeah. I don't like it because it's not healthy. 
it's not it's not something it's not worth it's not time it's very time consuming mm-hmm. and it's pretty toxic because you have two people in a situation that are doing things that are hurtful to one another just to fulfill themselves in what is not no longer being fulfilled in their marriage and then i find myself and this is not talking this is not direct experience is just what I've grown up around. So I've seen a lot of aunties and uncles in relationships, marriages. They come off like they have. So, right, cool. So I grew up here in a way where it's like, I see a lot of aunties and uncles. You go to the AF parties, they're all dancing together and everything. But then as you grow up, you, your eyes start to open a bit more and you kind of understand that, wait, this is all a facade. Because then you start to see small, small passive aggressiveness and whatnot. And obviously that's all normal because you know, you're not always gonna be hundred percent happy in your relationships. And then you, just like you was talking about where people, your, your parent or your, somebody in your household is the person that is, you know, very respected in the community. So those family issues get brought to, to kind of talk talk and then you're sitting on the stairs, hearing in, listening into what it is and, then you're hearing like this person is with this person and then it's a lot of in you know it's it's just a lot of mixed up and what it is it it just seems for me looking at the overall thing without getting into complete details it seems like a lot of people are staying together because they're afraid of what else is out there but they're dipping their toe just to see well they're staying together in toxic situations that's not good for them their family or anybody and they're kind of afraid of what's next because they're not used to change. Do you understand? And that all freaked me out. So I'm a person who's, I'm a hopeless romantic. I would love to get married. I love the idea of having somebody and falling through in love and, you know, going through the highs and lows of it and trying to work it out. But I'm also very selfish in that same sense. I will not be somebody that stays in a situation that is not conducive to my environment. I won't do it. And I think that's becoming more common. So what I do like about our community is that I'm seeing more young people getting married. They're not getting married to Sierra Leoneans, of course. Like, there's, you know, it's not, it's just not happening that way, but that's okay, because I feel like that's across the whole world. It's not just Sierra Leone. I think everybody's kind of yeah. stepping out. But I also, it would be, ideally it would be nice to be with somebody that is within that culture, because I can also learn something as well as, you know, be able to raise my kids and, do you know what I mean? But, at the same time, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to be doing what I've been seeing. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. for, for me, um, my <coughs> perception of marriage is just like. So I would say, like growing up, I don't think I saw the best examples. Maybe like one or two that I saw around me that I thought, oh, it's nice, and you know, it's nice to see them, you know, school together today. Obviously, we don't know what they went through but it's nice to see that I guess they're still together but I feel like just to kind of like piggyback what you was what you was off what you were saying um I feel like the reason why a lot of people especially like I'll say it's more the women because the like as we know I feel like with men they're more likely to get up and leave and then and go start a whole new life but with women like they will stay they're the ones that have to bear everything you know, because of the children or whatever. But I feel like it's like culturally, as women, we've been taught that you have to stay in your marriage no matter what. 
mm-hmm. and and I'm only speaking mm-hmm. on the ones that are unfortunately suffering by the way I'm not talking about like you know the really good ones but like I just feel like that's what it is as well as like culture we're told you need to stay even if he's doing this and that to you you need to stay and you have to just like just kind of make do with it and it's like you kind of face the pressure of it and it's not nice to see like especially like as young women now, like me and um and Fiona are a lot more older like you look back and it's like rah like these lot were going through that but I'm happy that it's funny because I was having a conversation um, with my mum about this and she said one thing I like about your generation is that I know you're not going to take the stuff that we took you're not going to yeah. do that it's impossible and it's because we're, we're at a time now where I'm, I'm so thankful like it's, it's weird because obviously now it feels like everything is so sensitive and oh feminism this and this and that but sometimes you need stuff like this because some people need a kick up the bum they need to be shown that what you're doing is wrong what you're saying is wrong yeah. these ideas or these attitudes this mindset that you have is wrong and there needs to be somebody there to correct it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, I fully agree with what you're saying I think um a lot of the stuff that uh Fiona's trying to describe I can kind of see where it's coming from linking to what you're saying is because we Terrellionas get naphobia we've got that that terrible culture and I it it's not something that I can deal with because like mm-hmm. I've seen many many situations become very very toxic and spill over into other relationships as well simply because someone is being told not for beer and that's something that um again from young so my parents grew up together as like childhood sweethearts but then they also separated because my dad was studying in um, russia at the time and my mom was in sierra leone um so they, they drifted more than anything but I, i've got two stubborn grandparents i love them to bits God rest the soul, bless the soul of one, but they're, they're both stubborn. So from young, I've always known that I don't want none of those interferences in any of my relationships. My person, I can't tell me, say, nah, for beer, for all yes, because I'm not here for it. If, if it's going to go right or wrong, let it be purely on my terms. Um, but yeah, now we've got a culture of just, especially sadly, especially the women being told not for beer, don't want pickings, don't want married us, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I've seen instances of, yeah, men, again, sadly, my um, species taking a taking a piss out of that. Do you know what I was gonna say? I was gonna say as well because just like you, actually, you talking to your mum back. Me and my mum was talking about um, something similar as well because um, she was just like reflecting on like her friends and herself and just kind of like, you know, the things that women have put up with overall. And we were just like, me and my mom, we do these weird things when it's like therapy. I, personally, for me, I think I'm more of her <laughs> therapist than she is, man. Well, she's mine. I can't lie. She's my therapist. But when we talk about things, we really get deep into it because I don't know if anybody else can relate with this year, but the African parents, like, if you know how to talk to them about certain things, they really take in what you say. But if yeah. it's like, and then they really sit down and they start to think deep and then it's like therapy for them. Do you get it? So yeah. we we're talking about that and she was just like, I just don't understand why. And then I was like, just like what you guys are saying, it's a lot of um, the older generation kind of telling the younger generation, phobia, phobia and whatever. And we was trying to explore why do they do that? And it really occurred to me that for two things, number one, it wasn't that long ago that women had the right, the right to speak up. So yeah. they had always been silenced. And if you're being silenced, you're not able to get a job. You're not able to vote. You're not able to do this. You're not, you're not going to, you're scared to move it because you haven't got anybody that's going to be in your corner to help you. So that empowerment wasn't there because you're yeah. already being oppressed in many different ways. And number two, this is 
a big issue across every single culture. For instance, I was watching The Crown, yeah? And <laughs> no, this point makes sense. This point makes sense, yeah? I was watching The Crown. And from my understanding of it, as much as Charles did Diana so dirty, yeah, he said it from the get, I want to be with her. And his mum kept saying, in our terms, Nafobia. What's your thing? Car crash. This is something that yeah. is a, a big issue across all cultures. Across you know what's cultures. funny though? That is those things that we're talking about. We've learned a lot of those behaviors. So yeah. what you saw in the crown is 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 predominant in high society because they're not they're trying to protect money and they're trying to protect legacies and trying to protect names and stuff. It just never trickled down to Mm-hmm. people like me and you Joe blog but it happens a lot at the, at the high level stuff um and this yeah some of that is what we, we've kind of picked up and you're right in what you're saying as well it's it's not that long ago that um women are kind of having i feel like women of this generation between say 20 and 40 uh the new generation of women who have really been the right type of feminists um compared to like the previous generations. And I feel like a lot of the fights and a lot of the changes that are coming through now is based on what you guys are doing rather than what, you know, say moms and aunts were doing. Um, yeah. It's funny, I had a conversation with my friend about, I, th- I, th- I think Sierra Leone and uh, we are, we're going through PTSD from like the wars and everything else that we've been through. And on top of that, you've then got migration and what I've said to my friend is when it comes to relationships, a lot of people kind of came to this country, you're staying together in these toxic setups sometimes because you don't have papers, someone's threatening you with papers. If you do have papers and you leave, where are you gonna go to? Because in those early days of the nineties and whatnot, no one was trying to mingle like how people are trying to mingle now, like Nigerians sat in their corners, the Caribbeans sat in their corners. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a setup that was horrible, you're just there and you're just stuck with it. You know, so it's um but it's changing though. And that's the one of the great benefits of people kind of saying, you know what, if being with someone from my own motherland is not gonna work, I'm gonna go that way and just, yeah, see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just gonna say as well, like, I feel like um, it's true what you're saying, like the P- PTSD, like I feel like we suffer with that a lot. And I feel like as well, we haven't actually given ourselves the time to really, heal from that and mm-hmm. I feel like that's exactly what actually kind of kind of is what is shown in the marriages as well so for yeah. example if we're speaking on um maybe not so much like our generation maybe just a little bit older maybe where it was really like it was there you see so much violence go on or whatever you haven't actually been able to heal from that so imagine you get into your relationship now you've had no rehab none of that maybe that is even something that can even show up in a marriage let's say for example like maybe with domestic abuse for example it's something that you've yeah. seen let's say in the war or maybe let's say culturally because in some cultures like it's a real thing to like you know for domestic violence to happen and then you go and, and it just comes and shows up in your your, your marriage because you think that is correct and yeah. I feel like there's just a lot of correcting 
as well that needs to be done with both men and women women to show that we don't need to endure certain things and men were like i would even go as far as to say like with men it is not by force to get married like you know what I mean? In a sense where, like, I feel some cultures, maybe some tribes or whatever, it's like, okay, you've got to a certain age and he's going to get married now. But he's not ready for marriage. So he goes in yeah. that marriage and he does dumb stuff, you know? Yeah. The cheating, stuff that you've seen uncle do, dad do, you start doing that in your marriage because you think it's right. So, yeah, that's just another way I was kind of trying to look at it. Can I just chime in on that? As much as, and everything you're saying, definitely I agree with as well, but we should also, we should also acknowledge the fact that, and I'm not doing this to be a yes, a, a, what's it called, girl, pick me girl. Okay. We should also, also acknowledge the fact that yes, women shouldn't stay in a situation and endure it, but also women are abusive too. And women hit me too. And women do all of these things as well out of the PTSD of these things as well. So I think it is important that when we, not to, I'm not checking you or nothing, but I just think we're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, we need to be able to throw that out there. Because do you know why I'm saying this? Because I feel like the last few episodes has been very much, hello, men. No, it has. Hello, <laughs> men. And you know what? Yeah. We have male followers, first of all. Yeah. We have seen it ourselves that women are just as bad as as, mm-hmm. as men. Yeah. So I think we just need to be able to... It's a bit of balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Do you know what's men, funny, though? Yeah. Men go through the emotional stuff because we've, we've, we've... Men will expe- express physically... Whereas with yeah, the, we know you like to yeah, women women will do the more that's psychological abuse type of thing, and yeah, that sometimes it can be worse because yeah, it shows itself in a lot more different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you tend to have some uncles who you see them at the parties; they're just only one beer, just drinking. <laughs> you don't know where it's yeah. stemming from, it's and really there might not be anything physical taking place from his behalf or her behalf. But yeah. there's just something very toxic from a psychological point of view. It's like just that, yeah. yeah. Listen, I understand completely. Sometimes the trigger could be something so small as the way the woman shouted at him and then that's triggered back to how they grew up and how their mom shouted or their dad shouted at them and the things. It could be the tiniest. And you know what? This has all just let me, like, I know we haven't finished the conversation, but this whole situation that we just spoke about has really just taught me how much we need to just be kinder to one another, honestly, across the board, not just marriage-wise, not because you're interested. Just be kinder to people because we really do not know what people are going through. Do you understand? Yeah. It's hard yeah. sometimes because we're all in our feelings and whatnot. But being mindful, it's not. It doesn't cost a lot. It doesn't cost mm. a lot. It's probably important as well to like really understand like what you're getting yourself into as well. I feel like with marriage, like you never really know. Like obviously, I'm I'm not married. I'm not even been close to marriage yet. <laughs> you know? But I can only imagine that you know before actually getting into that you really want to know like okay what is this person really about so just like what you're saying in terms of being kind to people like understanding them to a point where it's like okay cool I'm gonna make sure that I treat you in a certain way because that's how you like to be treated um you're gonna treat me in a certain way because that's how I like to be treated as well so I can imagine that that's how it works you know but yeah you know what I do want to see more Trilonian couples married as well. As well. we'll like we're it. not it's not by force, but I love to see it, especially when they're young. Go to Solo and Christmas, man. They did it. Yeah.
Then Jesse love us there. Couple for two weeks. Every then you press the reset button. Every two meters, there's a new. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know it's um. So what Asher was saying is spot on about getting to know to know each other, um, and getting to know yourself is more important than anything. Um, and I don't. This doesn't just apply to Australians. I tell everyone who says they want to get married. There's, look, there's a time when I was um, 21, 22. I used to say by the time I'm 26, I'd want to be married. And I remember having a conversation with one of my friends in um, House of Fraser when I was working there at the time. And he was just like, they just bust out laughing. Like, what do you mean, man? Like, like being guys as well, it's like, nah, as you get older and you start to know yourself, all of that changes. Um, and literally that's where I found myself. As I've grown older, I'm just realizing actually I'm, I still need to rediscover myself. I, I still need to finish studying. Um, there's still so much that I want to do that marriage is great, but don't rush into it mm-hmm. if you've not um, experienced life enough, or if you've not molded, molded yourself enough to a way where you're able to deal with someone and give the best to them and have yourself be vulnerable to, to that person. Yeah. Um, I find like with a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of young people, even like around my time when I was growing up, people are jumping into marriages and mentally you're not ready for it. It's like you're not living life. Meanwhile, you want to go and jump into something that is quite serious. Um, waving why do you think that is, Mehdi? Like, why do you think people have this thing where it's just like, okay, please get married now. Like, why? Especially in like, you know, our kind of culture. Pressure, peer pressure. That's literally what it is. Because like it, it, it looks good, and everyone always sees the the prettiness of it and the nice weddings and everything else. And I think it's probably gotten worse in the last five to ten years with social media, where everyone's doing these thirty minutes reels of their fantastic wedding videos, mm-hmm. and they don't tell you how how much of a headache a wedding day actually is itself. Oh, um, so people, yeah, like, look, yeah. so like, when we did our, yeah, when we did our okay. traditional, we didn't really enjoy our traditional, but we oh. knew that was for aunties and uncle. Like Hannah was four months, no, she was about six months pregnant at the time. Oh, wow. They forgot oh. to feed us. <laughs> uh, they forgot to feed us. It was so. They we, forgot to feed a woman. I took the and you know what, though, that's the, that's yeah. that's not surprising. That's the problem. Though. Nah, that's the thing because you family. just get caught up in everything. And then we got home around three, four in the evening. Now we had to make pasta with <laughs> bolognese sauce because we hadn't prepped ourselves properly. But no one can, tends to think about those things when you're thinking about marriage and the prep and everything that goes into it. So when we're doing our white marriage, um, our English wedding, I call it that, we used to like, all right, you guys have had your thing. This is ours. There's no long speeches. I want to dance. Got our converses on. Um, so I think most people tend to see the the glamour the Hollywood side of, of of weddings and marriage and catching the bouquet and then when you catch the bouquet you're next like you're just there waiting in the first place and it's all rosy and yeah they get Dad, sucked what do you in think of that like because obviously what you've just explained now you literally basically did that traditional wedding for the family and they didn't even think to feed you guys so like <laughs> what, what, what do you think of like you know situations where like they've literally gotten married for the family and also are there certain things that you would compromise let's say on your wedding day or the planning of your wedding for your family 
Are you asking me? Both of you. Oh, actually, I can't ask both of you. I'll ask Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go first. Just had to confirm it. <laughs> um, I was even actually going to say something on that. I was going to say, off topic, and then I'm going to go back to your question. I feel like this is going back to why do we think people are getting married quickly and whatnot. Yeah. I was going to say another reason is because they want to have sex. Oh, that's <laughs> what, is that the religion? No, nah, I don't. I, no, no, I don't. I don't think that one's valid in this day and age. Not now. Maybe when I was growing. Well, maybe when I was growing up. Maybe. And Medi, even no, then. Medi, I'm telling you, they do. They do. Medi, they do. No and the Muslims actually. Medi. <laughs> Medi. Yes. yes. It's happening. Trust me. It's happening because you don't. Just because you don't see it's happening. Yes, so no, no, it's happening. Way. I'm not having sex till marriage. So let's get married so we can have sex. Yes. Not to say yeah, no, what? not to say that they not don't just love that, them. obviously, not just that, but I do think it speeds up the process. Yeah. No offense to anyone that's doing that. Listen, I'm here for it. Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> just disclaimer. But we're gonna call a spade a spade. Yeah, but you don't even need to do you don't even need to go through all that palaver. And that's what I mean. People are putting themselves through these palavas of trying to have these tick boxes of how people see them because yeah like, like this is it when i was growing up the church and the religious girls were the worst Sim- worst in the sense that you're you've got an image to maintain but yes. friday saturday night you have been out with girls on saturday night at ezekiel's and peckham and then you go home quick shower and then in church the next day so you're preaching half an hour later after having been whining your ass, your ass, you know, a couple of hours earlier on. This so, goes for man them too. Though. Yeah, but this I know what it is, I think. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. The man them are just I, as bad because they're the ones that will come to the girls that are not doing all of that and try to make them feel bad because they're doing all of that. But they're yeah, just yeah. as bad. Yeah, yeah. But just, yeah, because everyone's on social media. Are you embarrassed? It's, it's, there's pressure. Are you not? It's not <laughs> embarrassing. Anyways, what was your question? Asha again, sorry. What would you compromise on, I think? Uh, what was it? What was it? What would I compromise on? Yeah. Okay, that's it. So, like, are there certain things within your, let's say, your um, the process of your wedding that you compromise on for the sake of your family? No. <laughs> Not one damn thing. I already told my mum, I said, when that time comes, I'm doing destination wedding. And do you know what her first thing she said? What? But what about my friends? I said, your friends ain't invited if they ain't got the money to buy it to get that rule and then she goes actually that's good because not everyone that should come because let's be real people's parents go to these weddings and they're the first one to talk bad about you yeah not all of them are even happy for you they get bad that's bad so do you know what it's okay you know if you got the money to come through you do that sis you do that i I bet she's gonna change her mind saying that now you know what's the date today whatever the date is so they just remember that she's just said no I bet when the time comes, she'll she'll buy. I would love it. And you know what? And it might not even be big things, but you're going to change your mind when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know what? I feel like that. that's what yeah. happens, though. You get persuaded yeah. to change your mind, but do you know, if I had to be it's really, actually, really yeah. realistic <laughs> on what I'm not compromising on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's everything. I'm not compromising on nothing. Yeah, because is it not you that has to pay for it at the end of the day? So you decide like what happens and what doesn't happen. Even if I wasn't the one paying for it, I'm still doing it. <laughs> no, yeah, I hear you. I'm sorry, but yeah. you have the chance. If you want to get married, you can get married, you get me. But all these extra, extra people in my age, you know people can renew their vows. So if you've got a husband there and you're getting annoyed because I'm not doing the wedding you want, but your husband's there, go and renew your vows and do the wedding. You know what I mean? Step off. Go do it yourself. 
it, but it's you know what's funny though? It's like it's simply having gone through the experience and with yeah, with yeah, Hannah having been in your position as well. Like, no, I'm not doing it. When it comes down to the day, you do well, even the build up to the day itself, you will compromise on certain things. You'll have an overall vision of, of what you want your day to look like, but yeah. it might just be a thing of say mom and dad is going to walk down the aisle with you and you know you still want that to happen but a particular song or process means something to them so much and you want them to take part in that so because you're trying to yeah make things go smoothly you will buck like it's easy it's, trust me it's easy to say no 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 i'm not gonna buck but yeah because for the traditional it still happened a lot of how we wanted it to happen yeah but we Bucked in a lot of ways, and like the numbers, for example, I think we had about two hundred and. How? I don't think it's that Just shy of three hundred people, and I can hand on my heart say that between the two of us, we had no more than forty people there. Can you actually imagine? <laughs> but you know what it is. We said that like, when it comes to the to um uh. English white wedding, mm-hmm. you don't get a say. So if your friends, like, it was quite cutthroat, like 150, 15 tables max. I don't care if it's family or whatever. If the relationship is not tight like that, they're not coming. That's what it was. So for the traditional, like, all right, auntie and auntie and cousin, they can come. But on the actual day, like, no, 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 no. Let us enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> No, no, do you know? No, because you know, dead like, no, nah, auntie and auntie, they can't come because I hear it. You know, next thing you know, you give one invite and then this auntie and auntie and auntie, they all got that same invite. And it's like, how? But what I was going to say was um, the compromising things, yeah. So a couple years ago, my cousin got married and I went to her wedding. So imagine like they've planned everything. They're like, yeah, she even got her friend to come out, like Asian girl. She wanted her to sing, We Found Love in a hopeless place and like they had practiced it and everything please tell me why on the day yeah and I was burning for her but when I look back on it like me and I've talked about it and I couldn't stop laughing I was like wait you lot's first dance was supposed to be come oh shoot I said her name <laughs> you, lot's, you lot's first dance is supposed to be Kay singing we found love so why the DJ playing Westlife Jesus <laughs> Why they love Whistler so much out in Simeon anyway? And they love Shania Twain as well, you know. Like, you, know like, <laughs> you still don't wanna know. Oh. That is so random. So this is an Australian as well. Australian wedding song. How can, how can the girl, she flew all the way to Simeon just to sing for you? Your best friend, you know. And then oh, they completely oh. disregarded her song and put on Westlife. You know what song it was? Yeah, nah, those can you things... guess what song it was? Can you guess what song it was? What? I women? My Westlife is terrible. Was that even Westlife that sang the song, bro? Evergreen. I'm gonna I take this moment. Yeah. I don't know who sang this song. Make it last forever. That song. Ah, you, see, like you that see song. right there, those are people that are just watching other people's videos and not even <laughs> thinking about what's related well, to them. They heard that at another wedding. And they I thought yeah, for her, because I, like, I, ah. I said, what is this, man? But then, you know, you're so high up in the like vibes of it all. You're not even clocking what's happening. You're just dancing. Then when you look back now, you're like, wait, hold on. That's not the song I wanted. <laughs> nah. Ah, okay. Of course, I, wait. 
Feel free, your friend, I had to fly all that way out. But yeah, no, it just comes down to it again. People are just following. Will Will Young. <laughs> I don't even know they like um, Will Young in Sierra Leone like that. But okay. Yeah, on job I play him as himself. They're on job with the balance. Let's talk about the positives of marriage. Yes. Yeah. There's loads of them. <laughs> Go on, give us a few. Yeah, man. Yeah, but like, it's... <laughs> Well, from my point of view, anyway, it's like I said, it's um, having that companion. Um, it's my rather that person that like, put me in check, has helped me to grow to the man that I am. So, and I always tell anything that's good that you're seeing in me is a reflection of um, her molding, including the relationship that I have with, like, um, that I have with my daughter. Just <laughs> for example, like when. Huh? Is she there? Yeah, she's there. She's there. Like, she's like, here. Big up. They said big up to you. She's there, like smiling. Oh, <laughs> big up. Big up. Yeah, big Love up, it. Big up yeah, but yeah, there's lots of positives to to being married to the right person. Because I mean, yeah, being That's married the to the right person, the right person. Yeah, and knowing you don't get. I know I'm annoying, so I know I'm not perfect, and I accept her with all her imperfections. But it's just knowing that we both have imperfections and just ignoring those and looking at more of what you have to offer um, and then trying to make that work for the benefit of both of us, you know. Because um, the same way how, how, I've helped, how she's helped me grow, I've also been a crucial part of her growth as well. So, um, yeah, and, and it's fun as well. And I think people kind of... Because when we started the conversation earlier, talking about people just doing the staying part of it, some people get into relationships or wedding or, or get married for the sake of doing it and forget to have fun. Um, not we, It's a struggle now because of COVID and having the two kids, so we're not able to kind of go out as much as we can do. And we're talking about um, the fact that we've not really done any dates this year and, you know, question me like, yeah, I miss going on dates and we've not done it as much as we could have and as much as we used to before, but going on dates and just kind of reminding yourselves that you're not just living together, don't end up becoming friends is a crucial thing. So we've always tried to have fun. We've always continued to travel, for example. Um, we going to Paris was a thing that started in our relationship. So we still regularly go to Paris um, up until, did we go last year? Yeah, even up until last year, we went with with the kid as well. So people like some people get start having kids and say, all right, I'm not going anywhere anymore. When Sophia was five months going on six now, we're off to Mexico, mate. Like life still needs to kind of carry on. And because we're still being able to have fun as individuals, it just means we're bringing something good and healthy into the relationship rather than just plugging and plodding along doing the go to work, come back home, do chores, which it will drain you out. It sounds like yeah. you're friends as well. Like, she's someone that you actually like. Like, it's not just about, oh, yeah, I love her. You can love someone or not like. But yeah. I, yeah. I you like yeah. yeah, you can. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, she's definitely my friend. Um, it's And you definitely do need that friendship, someone you can dance with and play with. Because... Look, as when you start doing the adult stuff and then they throw you mortgage bills and all the other bills that kind of come with it, that is stress. Yeah. So you then go to work and let's not pretend as much as we might like our work, no one wants to be waking up at six o'clock in the morning to go spend eight hours somewhere dealing with people that you might not like 
to then mm-hmm. kind of come home. So when you do have those few hours with, with your with your person, you, you need to make sure that this is someone who you can joke around with, play with. We're constantly running each other up. And the one thing that um, I don't even know if we've, I suppose this happened unconsciously, um, but we joke in a way that the kids also see us joking so that they start learning to know how mommy and daddy express love to each other um, in a positive way. Yeah. So, yeah, now definitely the friendship. I, I'm a wind up, so I can't have someone. I've, I've broken up with people before because you're far too serious for me. I like to joke and play and everything else because I know when I'm not with you, I'm going to be facing stresses from other other things and other people. So when I'm with you, yeah, let's have a joke. Let's play. Let me wind you up. And, and that's it. You know, I always hear like married couples say that um, love isn't enough for marriage. Would you say that you subscribe to that? Yeah, no, definitely. Because um, it's it's a roller coaster. Like, like love is fluid. It's a roller coaster. And there's times when you're going to be in love and sometimes it's going to dip out. Because, like I said, you are going to have distractions that kind of just kick in, like work, looking after kids, just being generally tired. So you can't rely on just love alone to be able to sustain yourself. You do need that, that, um, that friendship, that compassion, being empathetic towards each other as well to be there. Otherwise, if you're relying on just love, and my opinion is that, you know, love, it, it, it goes up and down. It's like a roller coaster. If you're just relying on it during those periods, when it's on a dip, you're going to be bucking into trouble because this is when you start having those instances then where someone is saying, I don't feel loved and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. i got a question. So um, when you got married, <coughs> did you feel like your friendship groups became more scarce? So when I'm asking this question, I mean like, your friends that are single, your friends that are in a relationship, your friends that are married, whatever. Do you feel like they all kind of took a step back, gave you more space? Do you feel like your relationships with other people broke down, not based off your marriage, but just on the fact that you're married? So not because of the person you're married to, but just because you have that status. You know what? Um, not We didn't go through none of that. And I think if anything, it's been a reversal of that because the friends that I've grown up with... Um, We've all sort of bonded tightly as we've gotten older. And then as my boys have all kind of paired up, um, the wives and girlfriends have sort of created their own bond. So we sort of end up spending a lot more That's time so together. But I've, I've definitely been at the receiving end of having a friend get married and then just sort of drifting into that, that, um, that hub of, oh, let me only start being with married people now. Let me only start going to events where it's only married couples or excluding me in some weird way um but I, I guess we both have friends who are married some have been together for a long time but they're not married and some are just single so my mindset has never been to start excluding people it's just you are a part of the you are part of the journey before we got married so for me that doesn't need to change it's that we've gone we've jumped over that, that married huddle, we're just going to continue as we are. Um, there's no need to now start going to married only type of events and excluding other people from our lives when those people are fundamentally in us kind of being together in the first place. Yeah. 
The reason I asked this is because um, on Twitter, I remember seeing something about how a person, I think somebody tweeted saying that since I've been married, I've never felt so lonely because my friends kind of felt back. Um, I'm guessing the person kind of was a young person who got married. And I have a few married friends and I've asked them and they haven't really felt it, but they can foresee it. But why, why are they getting themselves in that position in the first the place? The reason I say that, so the reason I say that is not because, because even me, I thought like I was a bit guilty of that, kind of falling back. Mm. Do you know what I mean? With my married friends. Only because it might be, a, it's, I think it's more of a personal thing. For me, the mm. reason I felt like I was falling back, first of all, I didn't realise I was doing it so much. And second of all, I didn't want to overstep because one of my friends, I'm close to the, to the man, and the other one, I'm close to the girl. Do you understand? You kind of want to give the married people their space. You don't want to be right in their faces. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just assuming. And then another thing is, like, you know, you, I'm a single girl, and I ain't really sure I'm ready to be with anybody right now. So <laughs> maybe the type of things I go to, obviously, is not in there, you know, I don't know. I might just be assuming I can't invite this person because X, Y, and Z, but then I also have to check myself to be like, throw the invite out and let them decline it at least. So I guess for me, what I'm, the reason I asked that was because like, I don't know if anybody else might feel this, there might be people out here that are, you know, they have married friends and they feel like they have to kind of withdraw a little bit just because they don't want to be disrespectful or do you, do you I'm not sure if I'm explaining this well do you get what I'm trying to say I think you're making a lot of sense I actually think it's considerate but at the same time just because someone gets married it doesn't mean that life stops do you get yeah. what I mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. can still be put out there and you kind of just allow them like if let them now decide actually you know what I want to come to this because what you're thinking as oh my god, I don't want to overstep. Maybe this is for me as a single person. They're probably like, no, I want to go. You never yeah. know. No, you but don't, don't want to hold. Like thinking like that. Yeah. You get why I'm thinking like that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Now I get, and I think probably a part of it as well is people. Is people start dropping people off, um, start having, uh, people stop having a social life because we like me and Hannah. I always say to her like, look, if you want to go out with your friends go out, relax and chill because when I want to go and kind of be with my friends as well, I would like to go and do that comfortably. Um, and the main reason for that is it, it it allows both of us to just kind of release, kind of come back, refresh and revitalize so that we're not just cutting off. We're not just stuck together, just kind of going through the motions of just peppering each other, dealing with the outside stresses and not having someone else that we can talk to to release with. So... Yeah, I think most, most people tend to fall into that trap because they just think, oh, I'm married now. So therefore, I can't go out. I can't have a social life. I can't talk to single friends. I can't get invited into events. And that is a reflection more of them rather than marriage because yeah. you, you've not... Marriage is supposed to change you, but it's not supposed to change everything. If that makes sense. You know, it's like you were in love with this person marriage is just kind of sealed the deal but mm -hmm. everything that was there is supposed to kind of carry on and if someone is a social butterfly for, like out of the two of us example um Thank you. i'm probably more the social butterfly if i want to be going out to go and see my friends 
don't have time for it anymore because <laughs> I can't sleep because of the kids. But if I wanted to and I had someone on my case who was like, no, don't do this, don't do that, you got to stay with me, it's going to cause frictions. Eventually, mm-hmm. it's going to spill over into arguments. You have to yeah. remember that you're both, yes, when you come into like a relationship or marriage, yes, you become one, but you're actually individual. And I feel like yeah. once you forget your individuality, you lose yourself. You cannot exactly. lose yourself in marriage. I haven't experienced that, but I, I, I want to be able to, obviously, yes, there's certain things you're going to have to alter. Let's be real. Like if I'm going to now, we, we have children and whatever, I'm not going to be going out to all hours of the night. Like, come on, like, I've got children at home but that doesn't mean now that I'm not going to go out that doesn't mean I'm not going to go out and do my thing or whatever project or creative projects that I've got going on I stopped doing it because of marriage and it's funny because like Fiona like because you were saying how like you know you kind of have felt that you know you kind of maybe subconsciously kind of like stopped maybe inviting them to certain things but then you also get some married people that'll be okay cool I'm married now so I'm not going to speak to anybody at all yeah you know what yeah. Sorry, just and they piss me off. Before you continue, you don't even get married people. You get people that are just in general relationships that come mm-hmm. with them. Like I lost yeah. a good friend of mine mm-hmm. based off yeah. of just that, and it just became bickering. Big, and it was a thing where I started to feel like I was begging for the person's friendship. Well, you know, we're growing up now. We need to think about mm. it. And it's like, sis, I know that, but do you not let off no steam? I barely see you. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So then you you think, bro, if this is a preview of you getting married, then I don't want no parts of this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, you I'm need sorry. Like, this, I yeah. don't understand. I don't understand. I really yeah. pray to God I don't become one of those people. I think it comes with time and knowing yourself, just like what you said. Like, if you're yeah. not sure of who you are, you're going to go out your way and find yourself in somebody else and think that's all of you. And I'm not yeah. going to do that because I was definitely a person before you and I'm going to be someone after. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, like, God forbid now the person ups and leaves now. These the same friends that you were pushing away, are you not going to run back to them? They ain't going to have This you. is a thing. This is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is, is going to happen. <laughs> Especially when we're younger. Yeah. And then you're there by yourself, not knowing why you're there in the first place because all the people who could have been your anchor you've pushed away and now you're just left by yourself yeah no, no, no. yeah yeah so like Medi, like okay how long have you been married for uh coming up four years in march 31st oh. i was gonna say coming up six years but i was counting my tradition as well Oh. When I want to wind her up, I tell her she's lucky she got married four times. Four times. No, so because we did um our nikau and traditional on the same day. Oh, yeah, because she's yeah, so Muslim and she's Nigerian Yoruba. So we did both of them on the same day. And then we did our legal wedding on the Wednesday, on the Wednesday the 27th, sometime. And then got married um, on a Friday in um, March 31st, 2017. Done. So I was trying to count my dates. Can I ask a question? Are you both um, Muslim or Christian? Nah, Muslim, Christian. Okay, so how was it? How was it during. Okay. (laughs) No, I want to wear it. Yeah, God. How was it presenting this? married to a muslim and a christian family and how did you guys how were you able to come together on different religions because i know us in the Indian, yeah, we can put a lot of stuff inside and just get on with it but not every country can do that yeah. not every culture yeah. can do that so how was it your experience doing that you know what it, it 
it was probably a gradual process because um, when we um, first got together, it was like we were, we were just friends and we used to just kind of banter and you see the obstacles more. So you're Nigerian, no one wants to be a Nigerian. Um, me being Muslim, her being Christian. So you see the obstacles more. But as we got to know each other better as friends before we even started dating, a lot of these started to um, sort of chip away. And as we were getting to know each other as individuals as well, and sort of putting less emphasis on um, religion and being more spiritual and getting to know our African identity and our black identities more. It's like these Abrahamic religions are great, but they've also altered our lives in a certain way. So whilst we're still learning and growing, let's also leave a bit of um, wiggle room for us as individuals to grow. So all of that was sort of happening in the background and we were letting family and friends know our thoughts and feelings on Sure. Yeah, I'm Muslim, I still pray and everything else, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to question um, what goes on in my religion. And it's similar for her, and we're learning more about what's the ills of, some, of what went on in some of our religions. So it made it easier to then have the conversation about marriage because it's like, well, we don't want something religious because we didn't do a church wedding. We, um, we, I forgot, Northbrook Park. I was going to say Manor. It wasn't a Manor. Um, Northbrook Park. Um, yeah, we um, had a... What's the right word? What, how do you describe him? Our pastor. A wedding. <laughs> wedding. It's not a wedding. We had a... He does the interfaith weddings, basically. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he did interfaith weddings. Okay. So, yeah, so it was, it was a gradual build-up of us kind of getting to know ourselves and presenting ourselves to our family members let them letting them know what's actually important to us mm -hmm. so by the time it was time to get married me saying to you that i'm marrying a christian person um doesn't need to be a big conversation with me and you because auntie's a christian um mom is a christian so it doesn't need to be a big kafafu mm -hmm. so let's just actually just focus on the loving aspect of of what we're trying to do here i like that i really yeah. do do you know one yeah. part that's really stuck out to me? The fact that it's like you both have gone and, you know, you've done your research. You haven't allowed, you know, religion to kind of like basically say that your love is wrong. Yeah. 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 I really, really like that because it's true what you're saying, like not to get like, too deep into the whole like religion talk. But, you know, sometimes with religion, though, it can like stop people from being with the person that they actually want to be with, yeah. you know, and. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I question it as well. So I like that you two are able to like go away and I like that you, you know, have your, maybe have your, your questions about your religion. She has her questions about hers, but ultimately it's love that brought you guys together. So yeah, I like that. You know what I like as well? I like that you, because you guys exercise choice, that's what you're going to teach your kids to do, which exercise exactly. choice, which is not yeah. dating, which is beautiful because overall, God, Allah, anybody, all of them, they're all about love. Yes. Exactly. What yeah. is love? And that's the thing. People kind of get sucked into, into the message and miss the overall picture because we do Eid. Like, so if you all sit down during Ramadan, go through the whole process. Like Come Christmas, she goes through the same thing as well. Like Christmas trees up, presents and everything else is there. So, and when we pray as well, like our nighttime prayers, it's more just being... Not even religious, you're just being thankful for life and being grateful and everything else. So, 
and this is the funny thing with religions like with islam it says teach the kid and then when they reach a certain age you're supposed to just leave them to it and that's how my uncle was my uncle was like i'm tired you know because certain times i want to rave i don't want to go and pray so it reached a certain stage where it was like maybe i don't get into you if you don't pray pray." so he just kind of left me to it and i just kind of carried on like that for a while but as i got older and yeah just getting a bit more settled in myself i'm like okay let me research this thing myself rather than taking other people's opinions um yeah but yeah now religion definitely it forces people especially i speak from a serenian point of view it forces people to get into wed into marriages because they think it's the religious thing to do rather than because they are with the right person or because that they're even in love it might just become a situation like you said they want to they, sex before marriage before you realize there's a baby underway what are you gonna do let's go and get married get married yeah, yeah i mean and meanwhile you don't know if this person yeah. person's with you yeah. that's the fear of man what yeah what? getting pregnant and having to marry the person because it's the right thing to do I was nah, that. don't yeah ain't nobody gonna pressure me to be with that person just because we got a baby if you want to propose to me you're gonna do that proposal yeah yeah. Not because later on we got a child and it's making sense. Oh, I might as well. No, 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 no. Yeah. Please. Yeah. That's why I ain't trying to get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> also, I was going to say, Mazzy, like, so what was that moment like when you asked your wife to marry you or when maybe you came to decision, you both came to the two to, yeah, yeah English. When you- <laughs> English. To the decision to, you know, marry. Like, what was that process like? And how did you know? How did you know she had to do? Um, you know what's weird? I think so from the moment we met, and I've said this to her, I just knew that I wanted her in my life. I know you just kind of vibes and energy. Um, even like just f- as a friend, I just knew I just wanted you in my life. And we just sort of clicked very um early on and just kind of became supportive to each other as we were kind of going through life um during the stages that we're going through. Um so yeah, I just knew that I wanted her in my life from day one. And that grew into love and me knowing that I you know, do eventually want to get married. It didn't sort of, it grew into that path that I knew we were going to be going down at some point. Um, we, when we decided to get, I think marriage just sort of happened organically. Um, so I was going to, I'm kind of probably going to come back but like my proposal was just—I forgot to actually propose when <laughs> to get married because yeah. what had happened was so she had got so we knew uh, so we whilst planning the traditional and we'd agreed that we're going to get married. Um, I, there was a requirement that I still need to make a formal proposal anyway. Um, but before all of that was happening, um, she'd gone to. Uh, black events for a black wedding event in um, Elscott somewhere and she'd met this photographer and agreed I think she won a prize draw for um uh engagements and um, with um our engagement pictures um so she came home and she told me all this news I'm like oh great so we're gonna need to do this then and then what yeah really? <laughs> yes and then we went to Paris and by this time we already knew that we were going to get married. But I hadn't formally proposed yet because we'd already had the conversation. I'd already declared my intentions and everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, 
whilst we're getting our pictures taken, I think the adrenaline and the fear must have just taken over me. I got on my knees. It's like, I just had the ring in my hand and she was looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's your wedding. It's your wedding, isn't it? And, um, and it was hilarious because in the picture, um, there's the guy that's, I'll find the picture somewhere, I'll send it to you guys. There's a, there's a old white man that's just walking in the background and he just looks shocked. He's like, ooh. But it was so out of sync. And this is where the pressure was kicking in that my, um, I forgot to tell the photographer. So she was across the road. So by the time I got onto my knees to actually do it formally, yeah, she was miles off and she had to dash across the streets in Paris. And um, yeah, it was, it was funny for me, not for her. <laughs> Memorable. Yeah, yeah. you're never going to forget that. That's what yeah. you want, though. Memorable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I can see how people kind of get themselves sucked into the pressure of how to do it and trying to time it right. And in my head, I had planned it. The ring was well hidden. Um, and the delay as well, because they're trying to get a ring from Sierra Leone. So that was delayed coming as well. So the proposal should have happened earlier, but I wanted my diamonds from Sierra Leone in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So whilst I was waiting for all of that to happen, um, it's like, okay, let's not delay things too much. I still need to kind of propose and get this done properly. Mm. So that, so it was just you two then, yeah? Just yeah, and the, yeah, just us, just the two of us. Um, Cause we went to, we we're gonna go to Paris anyway. And we spoke to our, she then became our wedding and photographer. And she just happened to be going through Paris to get to Geneva. She's like, oh, I'm going through and said, would you mind stopping in Paris for the day? And she's like, yeah, great idea. So um, she joined us, and it was just the three of us um, in Paris doing a photo shoot, engagement photo shoot. It was cold as hell, man. Don't yeah. go to Paris in December. Yeah, if you're going to go dress warm. Fiona. Asha, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask not you. you. I was going to ask you. Asha, why do you want to get proposed to in front of your friends? In front of your friends or alone? Oh, gosh. Um, wait, wait, we're two. You see me and Asha? We're right here, yeah. actually. We're right here. Yeah, I'll, it was on the tip We're right of here. We're right here. All right. Okay. <laughs> in front of family, or or in front of family or friends, and ask you. I'm gonna say, I want that moment to be between me and my partner. Yeah. So I, because I, I, I feel like. When the noise, like the noise, do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to hear it. Like I want to be able to experience that particular moment with just me and my partner and me really taking in the moment. Cause I want to remember, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, I got proposed to you. But then auntie was crying in the corner. Mom was doing this. Da, da, da. I don't want that. But yeah. what I would like to happen is at least maybe after, if I'm around family, we're like, oh, hey, yeah, we're engaged now. That's cool. But yeah. the actual proposal, just me and my, my partner. What about you, Fee? I don't know. Because, yeah. <laughs> <That's all that. laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because this year, my cousin got engaged and I helped her partner arrange it and she had, like, a few friends. And in some ways, we thank God for COVID, but we also don't thank God for COVID because it did limit a lot of stuff, but it also limited the amount of people that could come to the proposal. Mm. It's made it very nice. So that was sweet. Do you get it? But... I saw the videos from that. That was lovely. It was beautiful. I would... I'm a person... I love all my family. If you know me, 
you know, I just like being around everyone all the time. If I can have everyone around me all the time, busting banks, I would not have them all the time because I actually don't like everyone all the time. But I would, <laughs> I'm walking it. What I'm trying to say here, majority, okay, 70% of the time, like how my loved ones around me are just busting banks, vibes, whatever. That is ideal for me. However, I guess, all right, cool. Honestly, I would want intimacy, me and my partner, just like what Aisha said. However, I would want a bomb-ass engagement party with all my peoples there and we'd turn up and I can be like, I'm engaged. But in that moment, I guess I wouldn't want that because I would want us to both, just like what you said, take in the moment and actually be like, rah, you really want to do this? Before we go out there and let the people know what we're doing. So Yeah, now you don't want crowds when you're doing it because if... I'll assume most guys will probably go through what I went through, which was well planned in my head and the rings already in my pocket and everything else, but pressure kicks in mm. and literally, yeah, you just went blank. Yeah, and you don't want that to be happening in front of a crowd of people as well because that creates a whole set of um, proposals gone wrong type of thing and you don't want that. So yeah, and I have it intimately and then take time to enjoy it and just kind of immerse yourself in it. Yeah. before you then bring other people in and start dealing with their energies as well. That's true. I just wanted to ask, like, you know, like, just one last question before we you know, kind, of like, kind of wrap it up. Um, so as a man, yeah, a civilian man, what is your idea of love? And how do you, as a Say that louder. I was going to say, as a man... <laughs> As a Syrian, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your idea of love, and how do you like to? This is kind of like what Aisha. I don't know what's going on. Mindy, did you hear what she said? Yeah. Why can't I hear you? Because for some reason it went. What is your idea of? What we asked? Yeah, nah, I heard what you said. <laughs> I think you've tuned it out. She doesn't want to hear it. So yeah, I thought you were tuning it out. No, I couldn't hear. Genuinely, it sounded like I couldn't. What? Okay, Medi, go right, ahead. Okay, I'll say it one last time. Okay, so take three. Take Medi, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is your idea of love as a man, as a Sierranian man, and also how do you like to be loved? Like, how do you receive it? Just kind of want to lock it off with that love language. Yeah, love language. It changes. I've read the book. Forgotten most of what was in the book. I need to read the book. <laughs> got a copy. Um, need to read it again. Um. Love is fluid and I don't necessarily like it to have definitions. Um, and I think that became more clearer to me and probably both of us and how we operate when we um, first had Sophia and having someone who is just pure and it's not looking at your personalities. And yes, she's making demands of you, but what she's... Um, expecting from you and what she's bringing to you is just pure love um so yeah for me it just love is something that is fluid it's not something that has a set of tick boxes and sort of criterias because those criterias can change as i change as well so i don't ever see love as something that is um easily defined that makes sense so i don't even so to kind of go back to another part of your question i wouldn't be able to answer that question as a serenian um, man, I can answer it as a person, but I don't want to kind of define it as just a Sierra Union thing because um, 
what I might describe is not going to be unique to anything that is, uh, or anything, or anyone that is Sierra Leonean. Um, but there are certain criteria that I do expect to be in a loving relationship, uh, empathy, compassion, patience, um, consideration, fun and laughter. Uh, but I would struggle to kind of have a single definition for it. Yeah, yeah and in terms of long, love languages, um, yeah, that's changed. And once upon a time, I'd be able to kind of give you a, uh, a rundown of certain things. Um, but I think coming up to nearly 10 years together now, you're just realizing that these, these lists are great, but they don't stay the same. And certain times you forget about them, they die out. Um, the most important thing that is healthy in a relationship, if you're going to be with someone forever, is just always having the time to sort of, it's like a plant. So you've got to keep pouring water into it. You've got to kind of turn it every now and then, take it to the sun so it gets its vitamin D, nurture it, and it's going to grow. And when it grows, it gives you oxygen and then you can be alive. But if you don't nurture that thing, it's going to fizzle out and die. I That's think that answered your question. Yeah. Really B- give me one second. Yeah. All right, so what's your love language? Um, I would say, just like what Mehdi said, like it definitely changes like over time. But I would say now it is acts of service. That's probably like my number one. Second is probably quality time. Third is physical touch. So I'm only going to, because of time, obviously, that I only explain, like, the acts of service one, yeah. So one thing I've realised with me, yeah, because, like, basically, I'm an only child, in it. So I feel like for, for my whole life, I've been having to do things by myself. Like, I'm very happy with being independent and stuff like that, right? So I didn't realise until recently how much I appreciate it when someone offers to do for me, you know? And I feel like I deserve that. That's within my right. Like, what's within... That's that's for all of us, do you know what I mean? To feel loved in that way where someone can see that, you know what, you may be struggling with something, it's all right, I've got you. Like, I appreciate even just the little things when someone offers that, you know, when someone offers to do do something for me. So I can just imagine, like, in a relationship, how how much, not imagine, I appreciate it even a lot more in a relationship setting because, again, you're seeing something that, you know, I could maybe act that you I can do, but you're deciding to do it because of your love for me. So yeah, acts of service is number one. What about you, Fee? Uh changes all the time. Like I think a couple of weeks ago it was like physical touch, but that's just because I kept feeling lonely. And then I got over it. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, lock, it's the lockdown, isn't it? Lockdown. Yeah. Right. Mine, I'd say, I'd say for acts of service is number one. Number two would be words of affirmation. Um, and number three would be quality time. I'd say acts of service because I think it's just important to feel thought of. And I feel like I'm genuinely... I feel I feel like I'm genuinely um I think not putting myself on a pencil, but I am. I think I'm a thoughtful person, generally. I think I'm very thoughtful. I think I take an interest in people when I get to know them, whoever I'm talking to, friends, family, potential person, 
partner, etc. I take into account about you, and it's nice. I know that it's not always going to be reciprocated because everyone's different, but it would be nice. So I think acts of service is nice because it's like I don't need to tell you. Being thought of is so nice. I'd say words of affirmation because, believe it or not, guys, I second guess myself way too much. So sometimes I need to kick up the butt. I should know this because she's basically my diary. <laughs> we ain't lying right here. Did I lie? Did I? Did I lie? Did I lie? No. So I need, so as much as I, I speak so confidently and I walk around like, you know, I got all my things together. Don't be deceived, please. Please don't be deceived. Don't, don't be deceived. Yes, because I really, really need that encouragement. Really need it. Do you understand? Just like everyone probably else does. Do you understand? And I'm, I think it's very important. Just like what you said, it's good to water each other. And it's good to water each other with kindness and kind words and encouragement. Because, oh my gosh, this year, if any other year has highlighted how stressful life can really be. And as you grow up and you are becoming more of an adult, you realise that we have been completely conned as children <laughs> yeah and more and more we realize that if we do not keep our stress levels down yeah. we are working ourselves to death and that is not worth it so you know you want to feel appreciated in so many different ways and i feel like those three things are enough for me to really feel it and gifts comes in there too feel like you want to spend your money spend it <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah that's it for me so acts of service words of affirmation quality time nice 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 nice, nice, nice. But, yeah man so well guys getting married oh uh-huh. <laughs> guys it's the end of the show <laughs> now joking what did you say Medi? when are you getting married asha when are you getting married oh. when will you marry asha when? oh god do you know what this reminds me of and, you know, this reminds me of when a certain person keeps asking you a certain question. Mom, uncle, auntie, okay. you're bound to be one of them. No, I'll put it, I don't know, put it in the chat. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Do you remember? You can put it for everyone, it's fine. We don't keep secrets, Medine. It's just the people that are listening. Right. They ain't need okay. to know. Let's do it, let's do it. Talk while I type, please. Well, yeah. Okay, so yeah. whilst Ash is typing, guys, we like to do a thing called Big Up You every single week. And also, just to throw it out there, guys, our one-year anniversary is coming up. So we're doing small, small promo because we've got something very... Ha! <laughs> <laughs> That's what the question reminds me of. He can pee off me. <laughs> no, it's him. Mendy, when we don't know this call, you go stay on for like five minutes. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So that question. <laughs> <laughs> we'll explain. So what yeah. happens? Well, we've got a lot of things in store, guys. So just keep your eyes out. Make sure you're following the page because we really don't want you guys to miss out on these opportunities. Okay. There's more than one and it's big stuff. So just make sure you're keeping your eyes out. But for now, we're doing big up for you. So as you guys know, every single time we record an episode, we like to big up a Leonean business or something that we just admire. And right now, we are bigging up... Hold on, I'm getting the name up. I don't want to say it wrong. Nalis 
Nali Spa. Nali Spa. Not Nalis. Nali Spa. N A I. N A L I. Jesus. N A L I. I've heard good things about it. Nali Spa. Wilkinson Road. Salon. Go get your nails done and all these spa treatments they do for women, they do for kids, they do for everybody. So go there and do your stuff and make sure you make yourself feel beautiful. In if you're out there right now, because obviously a lot of us in the diaspora are out there now, guys, you want to get their pedicure or whatever, you know, go there. Like the patient's really good. If the lockdown stops you from getting your nails done like it has with everybody else this year, then that's your first stop. Don't go out to Serian with some crusty nails, man. It's not worth it. <laughs> you know, go fend, man. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much, Medi, for joining us. Do you want to plug yourself? Um, yeah, so you guys can follow me on Instagram, Medi Photography. Um, always looking for Sierra Leoneans. Need to kind of get my people out there more. So, yes, Fee, Aisha. I need your headshots in January. I don't want to be here in SVCs, please. I just want to hear, yeah, we're doing it. So yes. there you go. We're looking forward to it. I can't wait, man. So guys, make sure you're following him on all those platforms. Make sure you're following me and Aisha on our individual pages. So mine is Fifi.Lewis and Aisha is Aisha says underscore. Underscore Aisha says. Underscore Aisha says. The other way around. Don't listen to what I said at first. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Buckle Top Podcast on all platforms. And guys, look out because we might be doing something on Clubhouse soon. So just keep an eye out. So, yeah, that wraps up another episode of Buckle Top Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Bye. That was fun. That was fun. Hold on. Oh, there it is.